Chapter 10 This whole thing just isn't working, Bree said angrily into the phone. We have now wasted an entire day, and we've lost our only good lead. She had grown steadily more irritated as the day wore on, and her current stress level was at an all-time high. Nathan was also frustrated, but he was devoting all his energy into researching further details of the case, certain they had simply missed something small that would change everything. Bree's complaints had apparently been distracting, and he had wandered into a McDonald's to work in peace, dragging Jim with him. So, left alone in the parking lot without any real assignment, she had done the only thing she knew of to help process her feelings, calling her best friend, Kelly Jackson. I'm so sorry, that sounds pretty rough, Kelly replied. It's so much worse, though. Nathan, my new partner, just ditched me to go through the case again, and he took our witness with him, so now I'm standing in this parking lot, alone, like an idiot, watching our truck from across the street. Nobody has so much as glanced at it, and it's infuriating. The closest we've come is some guy talking on the phone, stopping to tie his shoe by the truck on its way into the gas station. Well, it is pretty late in the evening. Maybe it'll make more sense in the morning. Bree rolled her eyes. I doubt it. I'm not even tired. I'm just so frustrated with our complete failure. Just try to relax a little bit. Think of it from a different angle. You need a little perspective. That's all. I tried to relax, but this whole situation is just so aggravating, and I'm too tired to find a new perspective. Then go to bed early. Resting will probably help you think of something. Bree sighed. It'll be a while before I can go to bed. I can't just quit right now. Well, whenever I'm trying to figure something out, I go for a long walk outside. I'm already outside, Bree pointed out and my legs are already tired from walking around all day. I don't think that would help me either. On the other side of the line, Kelly laughed. You're arguing with every one of my suggestions. If you don't want my help, you shouldn't have called me. Her tone was light, but Bree could tell she was only half joking. Sorry, Kelly, she said quickly. I'm just in a really, really bad mood right now. I do want your advice. What would you do if you were me? Honestly, I would sit down and pray for a good half hour, talk things over, explain where I'm at and how I feel and what I need from God, and I would open my mind a little and listen. I would make myself be willing to accept whatever God has in mind, whether it goes along with my plan or not. Bree faltered. Didn't Kelly realize this was not going to help her? The last thing she needed right now was more religious pressure from her best friend. Kelly, no offense, but I don't think that's going to work for me. You know I don't believe that stuff. I know, Kelly said softly. I'm just being honest. That's what I'd do. She was silent for several seconds. You know, I might actually have a good solution for you. What? Bree said, relieved at the change in subject. Anything was better than all that stuff about God. Anything. You're by a gas station, right? Well, maybe the gas station has some of those poppet things that you throw onto the ground and they explode. You know what I'm talking about? No, Bree said slowly. She wasn't sure whether this might actually be helpful, but she was willing to listen at least. Well, whenever I'm babysitting, I always bring a box of these little things for when the kids get antsy. They're like a miracle, honestly, and the kids love them. I love them too, actually, and sometimes if I get mad at Adam and need to cool down... 
Adam was Kelly's husband, as well as the most thoughtful lawyer Bree had ever met. She could count on one hand the amount of times Kelly had gotten into a big enough fight with him that she needed to call a friend. And she was always the friend that Kelly called, so her statistics were accurate. Kelly, she laughed, before remembering that she was in too bad a mood for laughing. You're ridiculous, but I'll check it out. Okay, Adam won't get home until late tonight, so feel free to call me whenever. Thanks, Kelly. No problem. Bree texted Nathan to let him know she was leaving her post, but that she'd still be able to see the truck if anything happened, then walked across the street toward the gas station to look for these mysterious items. She noticed them almost instantly, laughing at the mixed emotions she felt about doing a kid's activity to help with her stress. She bought four boxes, then wandered back to her semi-hidden spot where she could keep an eye on the truck. She hurled a few of the little things into the ground, and she was amazed at how satisfying the explosion sound was. In only a few minutes, she felt back to normal. "'Thanks, Kelly,' she whispered to the air. "'You're a miracle worker.' Nathan texted to say that he and Jim were coming back outside, and she wondered if they had found anything. Her guess was that Nathan's original search had been as complete as possible and that there was nothing left to find, but she couldn't be sure. "'Hey, Bree,' Nathan said as he approached. His tone sounded weary and hopeless, which was enough to confirm her suspicions. "'Nothing? Sorry. Maybe something will show up in the morning. I think the best thing now is to get some sleep. Tomorrow we can try a different location. Maybe Sanders will have some ideas.' This whole thing is so pointless, Bree moaned. We're stabbing into darkness. We have no real idea where the package exchanges take place. For all we know, it could be a hidden dirt road in the middle of the forest. The chances are so slim. We could get lucky, Nathan said. But you're right. My guess is we'll have to wait for a new lead. Recreating the truck was a good idea, but even the best ideas only work in the right circumstances. He turned to Jim. It's been a pleasure working with you, Mr. Crawley. I can give you a ride home now, if you'd like. That would be great. Thank you. Okay. Wait. Jim, do you have the keys to the truck? Bree turned. Jim looked suddenly terrified. Oh, um, they're... Wait, they're in the truck. They're... He pulled on the handle, but the door stayed firmly shut. Bree's eyes widened, half horrified, half amused. You managed to lock the keys in the trunk? Wow. Aren't you a truck driver? I thought it was only disorganized people like me who did that. She smiled to show she was joking, but Jim looked mortified. I'm so sorry. It was an accident. I wasn't thinking. Nathan took a few steps away from the group, talking quickly into his cell phone. Looking back and forth between him and Jim, Bree suddenly realized how exhausted she was. She felt a slight craving for Kelly's chocolate chip cookies. She pulled out her phone. Free, what's up? Kelly, listen, do you have any chocolate chip cookies at your house? What? I'm just in that kind of mood, the kind where I need to collapse on your couch and eat some of your cookies. Kelly laughed. Sure, but you're going to have to explain what's going on. Do you want a ride? I can come get you if you want. Bree thought about it. It would be nice to hang out with Kelly instead of driving home with Nathan and Jim as much as she enjoyed their company. "'Okay,' she agreed. "'I'll let Nathan know.' She gave the directions, briefly paused the conversation to explain her plans to Nathan, then walked across the lot to sit down on a park bench to wait. "'I'll explain a little about the case later,' she promised Kelly. 
but I'm mostly just frustrated with how useless today was. We put in so much effort, but nothing happened. It was a complete waste of time, energy, and people. Our team is stretched thin as it is, with Victor gone and Ted taking a break, and I feel like a completely incompetent team member. And here I am trying to replace Victor, who is basically perfect at his job. I can't do this, Kelly. You're not incompetent. Yes, I am. Every word I say, Nathan is judging me, and he practically has to babysit me. I'm being the opposite of helpful. This is my first assignment, and I'm totally botched everything. Bree opened her second box of poppets and started hurling them at the sidewalk. It was sort of calming. Bree, you're human, for goodness sake. You have every right to mess up. You'll get the hang of it. I just don't understand why it has to be so complicated. It's like everything that could possibly go wrong is going wrong. The truck driver who reported the lead, Jim, literally locked the truck keys inside the truck. That's totally something I would do, but now there's a lot of extra stuff we have to figure out. Somehow Jim has a photographic memory, yet he still manages to be careless. It's kind of sad that this is the first person I've met who actually likes Chance Wilson as much as I do. It's like an insult to the greatest country star ever. Really? Anyone who loves Chance Wilson like you do is meant for you. He's your kindred spirit. Shut up, I'm serious. And besides, he smiles way too much. Kelly laughed. Just don't let him get away from you too soon. Maybe you up falling in love with that smile. Just because you and Adam started out as a casual enemies doesn't mean all couples do. Not all, but some. Whatever. All I know is Jim wasted even more of our precious time by locking those keys in the car. Kelly paused for several seconds. Wait, but aren't the criminal guys supposed to put packages into the truck or something? Bree shrugged to herself. Yeah, I guess. We don't really know how the whole thing works, but we're assuming that's the general idea. If the doors are locked, how would they be able to do that? Bree considered the point. Maybe they have special keys? I don't know. This plan really isn't going to work. It wasn't even worth trying it. Or maybe they leave their doors unlocked. That's what I would do if I was a criminal mastermind. Keys are too easy to misplace. Maybe that guy who walked by the truck was subtly checking to see if it was locked. Bree blinked. I think he was too far away from the truck, but still. Kelly, why aren't you working with the FBI? You'd make an amazing agent. She laughed lightly. I like kids too much to be a detective. I'll let you do that important, boring job while I stick to teaching. All right, Bree laughed. By the way, these poppet things are incredible. I highly approve. <laughs>